0: Hello, my name is Jay McFarland, and I want to welcome you to Preferred Professionals of America, where we shine a bright light on top professionals from around our nation. I can't wait for you to meet today's guest. Her name is Elisa Seeger. She made a promise to her dying son that she would make a difference, and boy, has she ever. Her efforts are changing laws and rules across the country, that are saving the lives of infant children. All right, Elisa, it's such a pleasure to have you on the show and to talk about your organization. Just do me a favor, just tell me a little bit about your background and and why you started the ALD Alliance.
1: Sure, so thank you for having me on your show. Um, It's amazing to be part of this. Um, So yeah, a little bit about our story. um, My son Aiden was diagnosed with ALD or adrenal leukodystrophy in 2011. He was six and a half years old and we had no reason to believe anything was wrong with him prior to this. And what I mean by that is he met all his milestones. He did really well in school. He played sports. Um, And the latter part of first grade, he started having some vision problems where, we just thought, okay, it's not a big deal. He needs glasses. And we lived a little bit of the diagnostic odyssey going from ophthalmologist to pediatric ophthalmologist, back to the pediatrician, finally to a neurologist who, um, you know, sent us for an MRI. And when the results of the MRI came back is when the first time we've ever heard of this condition. Um, so ALD or Adrenal adrenoleukodystrophy is an X-linked condition. It's an inherited X-linked condition, which means it most severely affects boys and men, but women are carriers of the disease, which I did not know. Um, and it's a devastating condition if you're familiar with the movie Lorenzo's Oil at all. Okay. Um, but that movie was all about adrenoleukodystrophy. So a once perfect, healthy child begins to regress, Um, they lose all of their neurological functioning. So everything from the ability to see, to hear, to walk, to talk is taken away until they are in a vegetative state and ultimately death. When Aiden was diagnosed, we were eligible for a bone marrow transplant. So we moved our family down to North Carolina to Duke, where he did receive a bone marrow transplant. But unfortunately, because he was a late diagnosis and a lot of the damage was already done, um, he spent the last 10 months of his life living in the hospital and passed away in April of 2012. So this is not cancer, but the the example that I like to tell people so they can have an understanding is, you know, having newborn screening for this condition is the difference of knowing maybe you have a predisposition for breast cancer, for example, and knowing that you need to be monitored that much more closely, as opposed to being diagnosed with a late stage four, um, whereas you know, or majority of people know, There's not a lot that can be done at that point because it's too far along. Um, So while we were living in the hospital and I was doing research to find anything that could possibly save his life, um, I came across the fact that there was a newborn screening test for ALD, but not one state was putting it to use. Mm. And I know that that would have meant the difference between life or death, not only for Aiden, but for thousands of boys across the country. And I knew at that moment that this is what I wanted to do is to ensure that this did not keep happening to other children and to other families, because, you know, as a parent to watch this happen to your child is just devastating and to feel so helpless that you can't change the course is just overwhelming. Even 10 years later, it doesn't it doesn't leave you. Well, I can't, so, I, can't
0: I can't imagine, Alisa, um, uh, what what you went through. And then I'm sure it compounds with the idea that if it could have been detected earlier, uh, that the outcome would have been very different. Yes. Yes. Um,
1: uh, So I started the foundation that was originally called the Aiden Jack Seeger Foundation in honor of my son in late 2012. And our primary goal was newborn screening. So in March of 2013, actually March 29th of 2013, which was exactly 11 months to the day, that we lost him. Um, Aiden's Law was signed in New York. Mm-hmm. So we became the first state to test every baby born for this condition. So it was added to the New York's newborn screening panel. Um, even though this, you know, was amazing and I and I was really grateful for it, um, that's when I realized, but what about everyone else, right? right, um, right. I feel like a baby born anywhere in this country should have the same chance at a normal healthy life. So although newborn screening is one of the most um, you know, successful public health systems that that are that exists in our country, it's still broken, and we can still fix the disparity that exists right now. And what I mean by that is, Again, Aiden's law was signed, but we had 49 other states that were not testing for this condition. And those families were open to, and those children, those boys were, again, going to go through what we went through as a family as a late diagnosis, because unless they had a family history, they would have no idea that their son had this condition. So I started out by speaking at other states newborn screening committee meetings. Um, and before COVID, I was very active in that. And, um, you know, I'm grateful to say, actually, as of yesterday, we are at 24 states that are screening. Wow. Um, Missouri just added. So very exciting news. Uh, Missouri was added yesterday. Um, but again, it, it's not enough right i think about i live in new york and i think about you know depending on the time of day or where you are it can take me 10 minutes to get to new jersey but a baby born in new jersey is not being tested Mm. so what will you say to those parents in the same situation as i am oh i'm sorry if you would have just lived you know five miles 10 miles to the east or the west your child would have lived but because you live here, your child didn't, I mean, it's just incomprehensible to me that this is what's happening in our country in 2021. Um, so again, you know, going back to the state initiative, uh, the last five years, I've been working on a federal initiative, um, that would make this universal throughout the country. So we started the federal initiative about five years ago. In 2016, I had bills introduced by Senator Schumer and Congresswoman Clark. Um, unfortunately, they did not go anywhere. Um, that at that time, it was ALD specific. But what we have done in the last two years is change that to being inclusive of any condition that's on the federal recommended uniform screening panel. And what that is, is the federal government has a panel that they put together where conditions are nominated to. And this panel takes the time to ensure that the test uh, for the condition is valid and that there is a viable treatment method in place once the babies are diagnosed. So just to backtrack a little bit um, and explain what newborn screening is, um, whenever a baby is born, uh, no matter what hospital across the country, there is a blood spot card. So before the baby leaves the hospital, there's drops of blood, five drops of blood that are taken from the heel of the baby's foot. And that blood spot card goes to that state lab. That state lab is where um, is what determines how many conditions are being tested for. So again, I just you know wanna be clear that this is nothing additional that the family or the child has to go through. This is something that is being added on the lab level with blood that is already being collected at birth at every hospital across the country.
0: Well and that's what that's what I was going to ask you about. I was wondering, you know, this fantastic 24 states have done this, but there are still so many states left. What is the pushback? Is there an added expense to the testing? Is it that they just don't know about ALD and there's not enough knowledge about it? What is what do you find the resistance is when you talk to these different legislators?
1: sure no that's that's a great question so from speaking in so many states i've probably spoken in about 15 to date at their newborn screening committee meetings what i've realized the biggest obstacle is the funding but the funding is nominal and i just want to use my story as an example again just to really showcase what this what this means um my son's medical bills were almost five million dollars he was inpatient for 10 months seven months at duke three months at nyu um almost five million dollars and that's not including you know the loss for us as a family with productivity and not being able to work and you know everything that comes with that that's just medical bills New York is the third largest state in the country. We have 250,000 babies born each year. And when Aiden's law was signed, it costs us about $500,000 to implement this. Mm. So the price of a cup of coffee is what it costs to test every baby at birth. So yes, there is a cost, but again, it's minimal and it does vary state to state. In New York, it was a little less expensive because we do own our equipment. Some states, they outsource, which it could be maybe $5 a baby. But even at that price, I mean, just look at the difference from one child that was a late diagnosis and what that costs, the health system. I mean, of course, our primary goal here is to save lives and to stop this from happening. But there are also, you know, it, it needs to be said that we're also saving millions of dollars by doing this and having the information at the right time where we could intervene and stop the disease from progressing and stop these, you know, all of these conditions from from either having your child be permanently disabled or deaf. Um, so so that's the goal. Um, and. In the last two years, we've been really focusing on an appropriations request, so there would be direct funding from the federal government to go directly to the states to do this. right now there are four conditions on the federal recommended uniform screening panel that are not being tested for nationwide so there are 35 conditions total there's 31 right now that are in every state except for these four ald is one of them sma um, mps1 and pompeii so those four diseases is what i'm fighting for right now Um, and again we've been asking for $15 million every year because we understand, you know, as much time as I spend with the newborn screening labs, we do understand that not every state can start even if they had the money because there's other obstacles, whether they have the personnel or the space or the equipment. So we need to give some time. But right now, any condition that is added to this federal panel, can take a decade or more. So right now there are only 17 states that are testing for the 35 conditions, Wow. which again, just think about that. There are 33 states that there's one or all of the conditions that are not being tested for, which again is leaving these families and these children open to these conditions where we have a treatment, we have a valid treatment that can save their lives. So, you know, again, my goal is to have this funding added um, and for it to continue. And we're trying to fix this problem. So right now, New York has Screen Plus. It's a pilot program. There is 15 conditions, new conditions that are on this panel. And eventually those conditions will be nominated and go to the Federal Recommended Uniform Screening Panel so, this will be an ongoing issue as new conditions are added. So, I'm trying to solve that problem right now. Um, even if we can cut down the time from 10 years to five, imagine how many lives we'll be saving in that time. Um, so, that's basically the initiative in a yeah, nutshell.
0: Yeah. I, I'm curious what percentage of children uh, are born with ALD?
1: Sure that's a, that's a great question. So there's actually it's not that rare. So ALD is 1 in 15,000 where if you look at something like ALS for example that we all know about because it has so much media attention and um ALS is 1 in 50,000 and wow. does not have a treatment. Does not have a treatment. We do have a treatment if it's caught at the right time. And the only way that that can happen and ensure that every baby is picked up is through newborn screening because yeah. we do have the time to monitor them.
0: Yeah, I'm just curious, why why is it then that, that I've never heard about it and, I, and I'm sure that's one of the obstacles is that the general population isn't aware of this. So there's no pressure from the general population on legislative bodies to do something about this Uh, that seems like one of your biggest hurdles is just getting the information out to everybody about ald
1: you're you're 100 right and that's why i'm really grateful for doing your podcast um you know we are a grassroots effort we don't have a lot of money we don't have any celebrity um that's affiliated you know we've tried that um so the more people that we can get to know about this and and to join our effort is is really what will make it happen. We do have a change.org petition that has about 250,000 signatures. So that's been helpful when I've been, you know, in DC talking to legislators, I can actually break it down and tell them how many people have signed on from their state. Um, so that's been helpful but Again, you know, the more people we can get behind this um, and the more voice, our voices are heard it is the only way to make this happen and, and to fix this problem.
0: And if people want to help you in this fight, what's the best path for them to help you uh, get these uh, tests to happen in every state?
1: Sure. Um, You know, again, we have a change.org petition. It's called the eradication of death by zip code. That is what our effort has been called, um, because that is what we're trying to stop from happening. Um, You could also reach out to me. Our website is uh, www.aldalliance.org or, you know, Elisa at aldalliance.org as well. Our website has um, a ton of information on our legislative effort. If you wanted to reach out to your state senator or, you know, member of Congress, we have our one pagers describing, um, you know, families that have been picked up and the families that haven't. And then the back of each of them has a scorecard so you can see how your state is actually measuring up against this. And, you know, unfortunately, it is some of the smaller states um, that, that are left behind, I think maybe because they just don't have the funding or they're, you know, just not, they don't have the resources to do this. And, again, I believe a baby born in North Dakota is just as important as a baby born in New York, you know, every single child born in this country should have that same chance at a normal, healthy
0: life. Yeah. Well, and it seems like a no-brainer to me that if you can identify early, you're going to save, you're going to save treatment dollars and you're going to save lives. So I just feel like it's one of those things where if you could just shout it loud enough from the rooftops, people would go, oh yeah, that makes great sense. Why aren't we doing that? So I I bet it's frustrating to you because it feels really obvious, like an obvious, easy solution. Yes.
1: No, I mean, exactly what you said. Um, When I talk to other parents or people that aren't in politics, I guess, um, they all say to me, wow, this makes so much sense. Why are you still doing this five years later? Why is it taking as long as it has? Mm -hmm. Um, But again, you know, it comes down to we're small. We don't have a lot of media attention. um, And I think that's what's really going to... Get it to the finish line is having more and more people know about this. Whether you're a parent or not a parent, um, when you just listen to what it is and it's such a simple thing, um, I can't imagine that anyone would be against it. I mean, it's just not logical to me. So yeah,
0: yeah, I I completely understand. I I'm just so uh, so impressed with your story and how you have turned this personal tragedy into saving lives i mean just i know you have a long journey and a lot of things ahead of you but to just reflect back that you've gone from no state screening to now 24 uh, what an amazing amazing accomplishment so far
1: thank you no i i appreciate that i promised my son before he passed that I would do everything to make this happen, and you know, he is what keeps me going. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I can, I can, I can tell you, he has to be so proud. And you know, it, it's difficult to turn a tragedy into uh, into something that keeps other families from going through this. But I, but every time there's an early screening and. A family has an opportunity to save their child that's just one more time that you have fulfilled your promise to your son
1: yes. yes and it's been an amazing gift to meet so many of the families and the boys and you know to be close with them um one of the other things our organization does, we have an annual ALD standards of care meeting, which we have you know, clinicians from across the country and families come to. And it's really a gift for me to be a part of their lives and to know that their lives will be different because of this.
0: Yeah. and And I'm sure that they view you as a tremendous support having been through it and knowing what they're going through. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much for sharing your time. Thank you so much for your effort. I think you're changing the world and you're saving lives. And uh, I'll just be honest with you. I didn't know about ALD. I didn't know about your Mm -hmm. battle and your fight. So I'm very grateful that you have taken on this challenge because I wonder how long it would have gone if you hadn't have had decided and made that promise to your son. We might still be at zero states And, and that would just be horrific to think about
1: yeah exactly is there anything
0: else you would like to share about ald or this battle or this journey that you think that our listeners should know about
1: i mean i would just suggest if you can go on and sign our petition that would be really helpful we're trying to get to half a million signatures um hopefully i'll be back in dc soon i've been doing a lot of zoom calls or just phone calls with different legislators but, um, you know, we could really use all the help we can get. And, you know, just even signing that petition is, is, is a big help. And maybe sharing it on social media or, you know, anything that would just uh, help to push this forward.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And hopefully we can send a lot of people in your direction. And let's, let's get to 50 states. Let's get that yeah. done.
1: Exactly. Thank you so much, Shay. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for your time.
0: You're so welcome. Once again, I want to thank Elisa for joining us today. I am so amazed and awestruck by individuals like her who turn a personal tragedy into a lifelong quest. And to know that that tragedy and the loss of her son has led to the life-saving efforts across the country is just such an amazing, awe-inspiring story. Please take a moment and reach out to sign their change.org position. If you can donate money, if you can get involved in the cause, call your legislator, whatever you need to do to help her and the ALD Alliance. My name is Jay McFarland, and this has been another edition of Preferred Professionals of America.